Welcome back to Yokana's Vernacular. It's been almost a month, but we are finally recording and are in the studio. This is yours truly, Yokana, and I have a lovely special guest. Her name is Anna Borishpul, and she is a Ukrainian historian who is also a Histonian. I'm sorry, <laughs> she's not a historian. <laughs> Whoops, she's a Houstonian. She's from the lovely city in Texas. But she is a finance junior at LSU, something that we both share in common. She is a Beta Zeta. She is working on the marketing department in Go Big, and she is a PR student for the Real Estate Association at LSU. Yes, ma'am. Welcome, welcome to our podcast. On Yokana's vernacular, we talk about a few topics that we feel are not, you know, discussed well enough or just, you know, in general, discussed to my liking, and we give our own versions. I feel like Anna has some great opinions, and that's why I brought her on the podcast this this time around. Today, we're going to be talking about Ebola, and we're going to jump right in. So, that's something that's hot on the news, hot on CNN. Apparently, if you say it at the airport, you can get in big trouble. What's your thoughts, Anna? Um, okay, I've been afraid of Ebola ever since I read The Hot Zone in ninth grade, so, like, the fact that it actually exists always freaked me out, and the moment I heard Ebola on the news this year, or maybe it was last year, but, like, recently, I was like, okay, the world is ending, and I talked to my bosses back at Qantas Services where I worked, right. and they were traveling to uh, Africa, and I was like, you know, Ebola is a real threat, you should really be careful, and they were like, it's not a threat, you know, it doesn't seem like anything serious, you're just overreacting, and now I kind of just laugh, because it is an issue, but um, it's really freaky, seeing the videos of the people being transported in those hazmat suits, just it's something surreal about it, and very, like, sci- sci-fi, I don't like it. I'm scared. You're scared? Okay, so on a lighter note, have you bought any more hand sanitizer than normal? No, because I feel like that stuff won't protect me. But I don't like try. I try to keep away from people. If someone's getting too close to me, I'll step away. So you have lightened your handshaking abilities. I mean, I'm not really a touchy person in general, but yes. Okay. If, if someone's sneezing, like, you best believe I'm not going to be near anywhere near you. Especially since because of this? Well, yeah, because, I mean, the thing is, people were at first saying, like, oh, don't be afraid of it because, you know, you only get it through, like, contact with bodily, bodily functions, but it's so highly uh, transferable. transferable, there you go, that, like, if someone sneezes near you and that gets on you in any way, like, that could be the start of something, so... Yeah, I have a few funny stories with that. So my uncle in Dallas literally told me, he said, think about it this way. If someone who had Ebola was cut in the grass, he was sweating, wiped his forehead, then touched the handlebar of a door, and you touched that door, does that mean you have Ebola? Yeah. I don't know if it's that easy, but I feel like obviously your chances are high. From what I understand, it's very contagious. Interesting. But I'm no medical expert, so don't quote me on that. Good to know. Good to know you're a historian. Yes, I'm a historian. <laughs> I have good stories, so technically. 
Well, I have flown on two flights from Dallas to Atlanta, and those are two very big hubs, and I'd like to say that I have no current symptoms of Ebola, and I'll let you guys know in the next 21 days if anything has, you know, come up or if I'm still here, but for the most part, I feel fine. Should we be wearing hazmat suits right now? I mean, I served you water and I touched the glass. I yeah. Mean, so you're in my home. I've breathed here. I mean, my bodily fluids, for the most part, I didn't really suck the glass. But I think you're safe. We'll continue. If you feel like pausing at any moment, let me know and we can stop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Although, at the same time, Ebola is no laughing matter, and I've seen a lot of jokes and memes on social media. I've also seen that there's a lot more cases of AIDS and a lot more other diseases that kind of just don't get recognized, and you just don't realize there's maybe three people right now in the United States with Ebola. Yeah, I think because it's such a, like... On the one hand, it's a huge threat, but on the other hand, it's not really affecting that many people. That's why people make fun of it, because it's just so, like, crazy. It's such a crazy big potential mm. problem that you can make fun of it. Like, I did a cancer walk yesterday oh. while I volunteered at one. No one's making jokes about that, and they shouldn't. But I'm saying, like, people were cracking Ebola jokes at that function. It's like, but with our deadly diseases, but I think because you don't know anyone directly, or probably don't know anyone directly affected by Ebola, you kind of feel free to, like, joke about it, because it's just, like, anything in the news, we make jokes. Interesting. Satire. Yeah. That's a, that's a good word, you know, we just like to throw out there. Um, another point on Ebola, you know, it's just, it's not exactly something that we should forget, but at the same time, we should pay attention to the news with a grain of salt. Not everything we read on CNN is going to be 100% accurate. They only have as much information that they can get and obtain as we can. So we should, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Can we also talk about Nancy Snyderman from NBC? Go ahead. Because while every news station was saying, like CNN was saying, like, okay, Bola is here, but it's not that big of a threat. Here's why you shouldn't freak out. NBC was, you know, on TV saying, like, you know, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your <laughs> husband. And so they send their medical expert that is on the Today Show, like, all the time to Africa. They come back uh, with a quarantine, like, a mandatory quarantine, and they break it within one or two days because they wanted to get soup. Now, I am a soup fan myself, but, like, the fact that someone that's so notable for being a medical expert would go and so publicly break the quarantine, and then when she was asked to apologize, she was kind of like, yeah, I messed up, I wanted soup. Like, it was just handled so unprofessionally that it, I don't know. I wonder if she's going to have that same credibility after this whole thing kind of goes away. I feel like that's just miseducation and disregard for, for seriousness about things when people are informed. Just like, I don't know, the hospitals, you know, going back to the first case that was brought in Dallas. Mm -hmm. You listen to all the stories about how the nurses, you know, caught this epidemic and you hear, I, I was listening to a bunch of stories and the whole family that went to visit this man that died with the first case, nobody caught yeah. the epidemic. Out of all those people, they, they finished their 21 days. Nobody caught it, but the nurses did. Yeah, because the nurses, well, I'm not going to say that I know what the people visiting him were wearing, but I'm going to go on a 
go out on a limb here and say that his family wasn't in direct contact with him like the nurses were. Right. And so from what I heard, the whistleblower from that hospital was saying that they didn't have proper hazmat suits. They were kind of just wearing hoodies that left their necks exposed. Yeah, necks exposed. And that's so close to your mouth that that's just kind of how that all went to hmm. shit. Interesting. Well... Ebola is a topic that's going to stay in the news, hopefully. But for all we know, it could fade out by Christmas. Hopefully. You're, you're dark. I'm just saying. I mean, Ebola's pretty dark. And for all we know, it might just be a fade just like everything else that happens. You know, just like what was the other trend that was going on in Uganda? Bring back our girls. Or what's the other trend that they had? Coney. They just have a bunch of other trends that just pop up and go have on you, at the time. Have you been reading the all the articles about like, oh, this, this isn't real. This is a conspiracy yes. theory. Because those are so entertaining. I just have to say the best thing about Ebola are the conspiracy articles because I just found find them fascinating. It's disappointing. I'm not like believing them. <laughs> But I just find them so interesting. <laughs> the fact that someone would just dream up this stuff. I don't know. It's pretty interesting. We could be wrong, but who knows? Who knows? We'll never find out. Let's move on to a hot and fun new topic. You know, we both have our cell phones right next to us. And mm. fun thing that most new cell phones have are applications. And one popular app on college campuses is called Tinder. Tinder is a lovely application used for hopefully people above the age of 18 because it's a fun new way to hook up with the opposite sex. Tinder is pretty much a dating mobile site where you literally swipe to the left or to the right if you, you know, are interested in someone. I think it has connections with your Facebook. So yeah, it's it connected through your Facebook. Shows your interests, your likes, it has access to your pictures, and... It's a fast way to connect as far as people that sh share common interests. What's your thoughts, Anna? Well, I love Tinder, but I have to say <laughs> that, I mean, I haven't had it for a while because I've had a boyfriend, but, um... You want to give a shout-out? Holler, <laughs> hey, Alex. But, like, uh, the thing is, when I was using it, you only really had pictures and maybe, like, a few likes, but it wasn't, like, your whole Facebook profile. So, technically, anyone that was swiping yes to me was doing it basically because of my looks. I don't think, like, when I did it, I would just swipe left and right, left and right, not mm -hmm. really looking at the person just because, like, it was a fun thing to do. Right. People, if you, you got matched, people would automatically call you pretty, and it was such an ego boost, especially when, like, I was single and alone and sad. I don't know. I really enjoyed it. But I have to say, I think that it gets a really bad rap for being, like, a really slutty hookup app that's really, like, gross and that only really nasty people are on it. I don't think that because I, when I had a Tinder, went to New York, and uh, when I came back to Houston, I was still connected to the New York people, and I met so many people on Tinder that were just like new young people that had just moved to the city that were just trying to find friends. And I'm not saying that um, all of them were, like, not creepy. I'm sure there were some creepers mixed in, but I had some very interesting conversations again through the app with some people that were just trying to find like people to hang out with because they were new in the city and didn't know anyone okay well under definition i don't think tinder is exactly a hangout app while i've okay so yeah but how are you gonna meet people like you can't just randomly true. add people on facebook true 
Now, I'm not biased in any way because I know reputable people, including you, who have a Tinder, okay? So I'm not biased. And I've, I've seen people play with Tinder, I've seen people act silly with Tinder, and I've seen people who are completely serious who, you know, just want dates on Tinder. Yeah. I don't judge. It's perfectly fine. I do not personally have a Tinder. But I do know people who have actually told me that Tinder is, you know, the place you literally ask, are you down to, you know... Oh, yeah. No, I'm not saying that it, that doesn't happen. That definitely happens. And I, but I also know so many people that like, maybe not so many, but I know enough, a, a, enough people that have had like long lasting relationships through, with people that they met on Tinder. And I remember... So now you're an ad for eHarmony. Yeah, really. But uh, I remember like when I first got a Tinder, I was like, oh, I can't, this is my dirty little secret. I can't tell anyone. Like if I ever met a guy that I met on Tinder, like I tell my friends like, oh, I met him somewhere else. Um, and because it was shameful, but now I feel like it's that kind of... It's, it's the norm. It's the norm, yeah. So we're I in a society where it's okay. There. It's accepted. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I don't see why not. I mean, as long as it leads to a date and you tell someone else that you're going on said date and you check back in, mm -hmm. you should be okay. Yeah, and sometimes you'll find people that have, like, mutual friends with you that you just never got oh, the so chance to Oh, so you can do meet. that. You can see Oh, them. you can see your mutual friends, yeah. Okay. So that's helpful, too. Okay. I feel like at the same time, it might just be like a like a Pinterest, you know, like a Pinterest app, like, hey, you know, I like these shoes, I like this picture, I like, like it, like, guy. yeah, I like yeah. this guy, I like this guy, well, okay, well, we'll, we'll see, maybe, I'm, I might, might make one, you know, next week or something. You should, it's fun. Okay, we're gonna move on to another fun social media app that's buzzing on our lovely campus, and it's known as Yik Yak. If you haven't heard of Yik Yak, it's an application that is based on your location, Mostly universities have it, but a few high schools have it for some reason. We're not going to go into that. But anyways, it is kind of the anti-Facebook. They have a motto which is pretty much your mom and your teachers and your relatives are not on Yik Yak. This is a place where you can anonymously post, you know, your feelings, your thoughts, your questions, your opinions about the people nearby in the room based on location. Other people can either move a comment up or down, or they can reply. You can show who you are, but you don't have to. What's your thoughts on Yik Yak? Reminds me a lot of Whisper. Mmm. But I guess it's less effort, because with Whisper you have to go find, like, a background picture. Oh my goodness. Uh, a song. Yeah, with my... Top eight. Yeah, dude. <laughs> with my personality, I would just abuse the crap out of that, like, make up false stories and just, you know, like, likes. I remember when I had a whisper, I wrote this, like, why is my boyfriend cheating on me Valentine's Day whisper, which was, like, totally fabricated. I just did it to see what people would reply, and I had so many guys or girls, I don't know, saying, like, you're stronger than this, like, you can make it through, and I'm just <laughs> laughing. I'm not laughing. I'm serious. I'm serious. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> so Yikia kind of reminds me of that. I don't know. The stuff you were showing me earlier just seemed kind of stupid. It's like the things you wanted to say on Facebook, but you were afraid it wasn't going to get any likes. You say it on Yik Yak to see if you were actually funny. Exactly. And most of the time you're not. Exactly. Um, it, it, it's pretty popular on the college campuses, the SEC campuses during games. It's more fun with alcohol. Um, sometimes there's, most of the time, there's, there's sexual content involved. Um, you can't add pictures or links for the most part. Um, but Yik Yak also kind of has a few questionable tweaks that they haven't been able to work out. Just like with one high school, they did happen to use the word bomb threat. And, you know, universities and 
police can't exactly ignore the word bomb, so what do you do with that? Yik Yak has a policy that, you know, they pretty much have yak rules where you're not supposed to do X, Y, and Z, but at the same time, when you have people who take screenshots of Snapchats, which are nudies, you don't exactly have responsible people all the time. So, you just have to take everything with a grain of salt. Yik Yak is more so just a good way to waste some time, so it's a alternate reddit maybe do you think people are going to be meeting their significant others on yik yak anytime soon okay that's a great story because <laughs> two game days ago yeah. i was like let me get on this yik yak and be that anti-feminist and get on all these freshmen because they were just posting nonsense and you would be surprised on i should have screenshotted them some of the questions that these girls were asking they're like I'm super drunk, what am I gonna do? I want to ask this guy out, or I want to do such and such. And the comments, or the advice that they were getting, you'd be so surprised. Or, um, people were inviting other people to hook up, and you can't put phone numbers in there, so they would spell it out like it's on that, um, what's that, what's that website where you sell stuff? I don't even, um, Like eBay, or that other one? Mm -hmm. But literally, they do that, and then people would comment. And, you don't know anything about this. There's no location. There's nothing. This person could literally come and kill you or rob you See, or steal all your notes. This it's is just... where Tinder is good because they have pictures and usually... <laughs> oh, the picture is the pictures a verifiable source, right? Oh, uh, well, if it comes from your Facebook, also you can like see if like the person doesn't... You can go check their Facebook and then if the person doesn't have any friends, you know, they're creepy or weird. Like, no, if you, if you do proper stalking, like that can okay. work out. So make sure you do your stalkers, listeners, okay? Yeah. Do your stalking. And sometimes when a guy tries to talk to you, the way he talks will not look like the way he should look. Does that mm, make sense? Okay. If he's like, yo, what you doing? But then he's like this, like... So you judge a guy based on his, his dialogue? I'm just kidding. Oh, no. I'm not... That wasn't like a... I got you. Like, if you're not... If you're misspelling things, <laughs> and then... But it, then you have, like, a Harvard degree in your profile picture, chances are you're not that person. Mm. Anna uses context clues, ladies and gentlemen. She's a smart cookie. Right. Okay, that's a, that, that's a good point. Um, another... I had another point. As far as the social media apps, I want to say Uber might be the smartest one. And that's the next app we're going to talk about really quickly. Just because Uber, I know for a fact, actually shows the license plate number, the driver, their name, and all that information before they get to you. Just so it has that much of a safety rep. Literally because you're getting in a car from social media. And how safe that could that be? Because they could drive you to hell. We don't know. But go ahead. What are your thoughts on Uber? I think Uber is a good thing, but there are some issues with it. Um, again, this is things I've heard that, for example, since Uber, you're using your car as kind of like a way to make money, then your regular insurance doesn't apply. But Uber insurance only covers you when you have people in the car. So let's say you are driving to get someone and you get in a pretty serious car accident, like the insurance will not cover you. Which I think kind of, you know, is bad for the employees of Uber. But, you know, I used Uber a few weeks ago a few times and the people that were driving only had positive things to say. One guy used Uber, that was his, like, only form of income and he said that he made, like, a good amount of money. But I also think it's interesting because um, when I did use Uber, I was in Austin, going to Austin City Limits. And uh, everyone with their ticket got, like, a free Uber ride card. Right. And I think... Partially because of that and partially because, um, again, it was just, like, a very busy time. Like, the, the 
price like quadrupled or something like that where it was like $60 to go from like where we were going to the festival to where uh, my boyfriend was living and so I just thought that was kind of interesting so it's not always the most like affordable thing in the world but I do think it's a good thing and it's probably a great way for people that can't find jobs or need some extra income to make money if they enjoy driving. Do you think it's kind of hurting the taxi business? Do that's that's also become an issue. I feel like taxis are kind of bucking and crying and whining. And I can't say I ever used taxis because they were so overpriced. So this is true. And I also feel like sometimes people in taxis abuse their abuse their privilege. If Just you because don't. they're the only service who can. Yeah. Just like that or get on the metro. Yeah. So maybe that'll create some sort of competition right. and improve quality of service. Hmm. I've also heard rumors that some cities are going to work with taxi companies to incorporate them as being the Uber taxis, you know, just mm-hmm. and that being their, their uniform way, just so they don't buck heads. That um, makes sense. Did you know that the U.S. is one of, like, the last countries to actually get Uber? Apparently, Uber's going on in maybe about 20 other countries. I had no idea. I thought this was, like, a new thing. No, it, it, yeah, we're, we're late to the game. We're, Sadly. I feel like we're always late to the game. It's always, like, done in Europe first. Whenever it's cool, yeah. I guess. Yeah, no, I had no idea. Went to this party, but we're glad we're here. And we have a designated driver. Exactly. Because of Uber. Exactly. So party on, listeners. Party on. The final topic that Yokana and her lovely guest are going to get to talk about is more so related to our age group, but specifically LSU. We have been talking about recently... LSU PD and how PD in general just kind of been bucking the system. Well, LSU PD recently actually put out an app called Shield where you could get in touch with them that quick, that much faster as far as clicking on one button to call 911. You could report something that much faster. You would have auto access to them as far as e-texts and getting notifications and they would have, you know, connection with you. Um, They were also giving out a bunch of freebies to people who downloaded the app. Um, I know they're still having glitches on a lot of campuses as far as making it a mainstream to have e-text services. Um, More specifically, there was an event on campus last Friday that resulted in a mainstream email coming out to everyone on campus talking about how a girl was assaulted on campus. They used the terms sexually assaulted and how we should keep aware if we saw anyone under a certain demographic and a certain description. And, you know, they described a four-letter word that rhymes with shape. It was rape, but they didn't actually use that word in the description, and that bothered a lot of people. It was mentioned in the Reveille, and I just introduced this topic to Anna. What's your thoughts on it? I think it's interesting. I actually have never heard of this, like, Shield app, so that's interesting. Um, I don't know. I think you should have used the word rape because I feel like rape gets a lot more t- attention than sexual assault or, you know, what were they saying? It was, like, sex done forcibly. I don't yes. remember the exact verbiage. Yeah, but um, I think if, if it was actually, if someone said rape, I think it probably would have gotten more attention I don't, but see, the thing is, I don't know the intention of the person writing that email. 
One of the sus here's the quote. One of the suspects grabbed her and forcibly had sex with her while the other subjects stood around. This is a police case that LSU PD sent to us. So they said this is a case as in there is an issue. Not like she was having sex, you know, for fun. Yeah. She was out in a car and she shouldn't have been. Clearly, there was a problem with this. If it's a sexual case, why couldn't it be called rape? I'm wondering now because I used to get and I used to get like all of the emails and stuff, and most of them were about armed robberies, but whatever. But in previous incidents like this, when they emailed people, did they use the word rape? Is my question, or is this just like a, some sort of weird thing where they just don't say the word ever? I don't recall them ever actually using the word. I don't know if it's a technicality because you can't actually classify it as rape, but I just looked up the definition. The definition of rape is the unlawful compelling of a person through physical force or sexual intercourse. It's, le it's generally saying, you know, if you deny the right to have sex. I'm pretty sure it seems like this case would imply such. I feel like this was just either a liability or they just didn't want to use the wrong terminology. Yeah. And it was a rushed email. Yeah. I don't know. This is this is a tricky one, just because obviously it's a very sensitive topic, and the victim. I mean, I feel horrible for that person, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on when you, as a female, receive updates like this via text or via email? It freaked me out because that's that's kind of a place I frequent whenever I go to the gym. So just kind of thinking like the way that the email described like when it happened it seemed like it happened in broad daylight or maybe like but it wasn't like at 2 a.m it was during like hours when people are usually around that area either playing tennis or whatever so I'm just kind of thinking like how did this happen you know kind of playing it, it through my mind like how does someone approach you and what do you do and how does that all just happen you know that's so scary to think that you know, something like this can happen and no one can notice. So it definitely makes me more alert, but I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts in general on e-texts and how they're used on our campus? What are their, what are your thoughts on their efficiency or that? Um, I think they're good because I remember there was a particular incident where there were there was a group that did more than a few armed robberies in one night and we kept getting texts saying like, oh, okay, this is happening here, this is happening here. So, I mean, I think it's good because sometimes you want to stay out of a particular area. If, let's say, if someone's walking home and they know that there is a person on the loose somewhere, A, they can either go to a friend's house that's closer or they can choose an alternate route that doesn't seem to be the place where this crime occurred. So I think it's a good thing. Um, yeah, and I, and I like knowing whenever someone is caught, whenever they do text us, so I think it's efficient. Here, I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going to let you pick two sides. Okay. So, when you hear about an issue like this, would you rather be the feminist arguing, saying, girls should be allowed to be out at 4.30 a.m. regardless whether, you know, they want to be walking around and shouldn't have to worry about who's walking behind them? Or should you be the arguer who says, you know what, why was this fool walking around at 4.30 a.m. by herself, jogging, she should be at home, she knows that it's not safe? 
I'm going to choose the first one. I do think that you should be able to walk home whenever you want. I've been in situations where, like, you know, you just have to go home and it doesn't really matter what time of night it is. Um, but the thing is, I think people that make that argument that are, like, you know, saying, like, you know, she, sh she shouldn't have to learn self-defense just because this shouldn't be happening in general. Yes, that would be the ideal situation, but at the same time, we currently live in a society that's not going to change overnight. So, you take proper precaution. Ooh, good words, people. What did she say? Take proper precaution. Hmm. Adapt to the world that we live in. Obviously, you have to work to make it better, and I'm very pro, like, you know, anti-rape. <laughs> I'm pro-anti-rape. Pro-anti-rape. What does that mean? Well, I'm, just, I'm choosing, like, the wrong terminology, but uh, I obviously think that a woman or any person really should be able to walk around on the street at any point in time without being fearful that something's going to happen to them. Okay. But... I also think that that's not going to happen overnight. And so we're not at rainbows and unicorns. No, and as we obviously have to change as a, as a society for that to happen because you do have places like in Switzerland where, you know, three or like third graders are going to school alone because their parents aren't afraid that something someone's going to abduct them. You know what I mean? We don't have that here. And Over here, it's don't talk to strangers yeah. and, you know... Don't cross the street alone. Hold but I also hands. think that if a third grader came to walk to school alone, they would the teacher would be probably really concerned about where the parents were and why they weren't walking their child to school. So maybe different culture, different society. But yeah, you have to hope for the best and work for for a better future. But in the meantime, take proper precautions so that you are here to see a better future. Hmm, that sounds like a sensible solution. I really like that. So while it might be proactive to actually, you know, have the right to do certain things, it doesn't mean that you should do certain things. So yeah, jogging in at 4 a.m. sounds like a smart decision. You have the every right to jog at 4 a.m. And if you, you know, run super fast, go out and do it. I advise bringing a buddy and maybe wear some fluorescent clothing. You know, listen to Trey songs if that's what gets you going. But... Definitely consider doing something alternative only because we live in a generation where we're not at perfect yet. We're not at a hundred percent and we're not at an, We're not in a location that doesn't have the weirdos and creeps, you know yeah. that, that are in this case. We still have police. We still have jails that are super full so think about that when you're arguing about how certain situations are to be handled. And going back to like the like the actual subject we were talking about, the e-text, if right. I am out at 4.30 a.m. walking home and I get an e-text saying that the street I'm currently on has a like an armed robber on the loose, I'm either going to go into Cane's because Cane's is always open. <laughs> Actually, or, ladies and gentlemen, it's not always open. Are I think you joking? No, I think they close at 4.00. Oh, well, okay, hopefully, maybe you're there, but if not, just take an alternate route. Or maybe call a police officer just because you don't want to be alone. In that don't put yourself time. in a situation where you know things are possibly going, going to, to happen. happen, you know? You can't say, like, oh, well, in a perfect society, this robber will not do anything to me, so I'm just going to go ahead and keep on going down this route. That's, just, that's not sensible. Yeah. Be practical. Be realistic about your choices. That's all we're advising. That's all we're advocating. Um, and at the same time, LSU PD is looking out for us. Their best interests are there, 
they're trying to communicate with us as quickly as possible. So yes, they may have slipped up with this one. So perhaps their PR team could look to hire, you know, one of us or, you know, someone else who's a little quicker with the fingers and a little brighter with the brains and could think on their toes, you know, or just could, you know, I don't know, perhaps have better insight to a student perspective. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need more student perspective working on LSU PD's team. I wonder if they even have that. Maybe it's like against a protocol. I don't know. Maybe a survey about efficiency? I don't know. Efficiency, effectiveness. Here's a fun fact, ladies and gentlemen. Both people on this podcast have, you know, dabbled in internal audits, so we like words like that, okay? <laughs> we can audit pretty much anything that we've talked about. That's what we like to do. Oh, yeah. Free time. <laughs> audit every hot topic. All right, well, we're going to wrap this lovely podcast up just so, you know, you're not bored to death because we did have some very interesting topics today. I hope you had a fun time with our lovely guest, Anna. Do you have any last ending words for the audience? Beware of people coughing in your face. <laughs> Tinder is good. And, yeah, be careful out there. Do you have any social media or any, any appearances where you'll be? If we Can, can we find you in Yeah, Amerson? follow me on Twitter at gibberish. It's spelled G-B-O-R-Y-S-H. Um, some people think I'm pretty funny, so maybe you will too. All right, well, we'll tag her in the podcast so you can find her. I was looking up some inspirational quotes from Warren Buffett, you know, because he's a insightful guy, and one that really held with me that I'm going to leave you guys with is it takes 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to ruin it. If you think about that, you'll do things differently. Good night, ladies and gentlemen.